Hey, hey, welcome back to Mamas Have Special Needs 2. I'm your host, Ashley Johnston, and this is episode 107, This Is Not Forever. Welcome to the Mamas Have Special Needs 2 podcast, where we are learning to thrive in and enjoy our lives again. I'm your host, Ashley Johnston. Let's go. Hey, ladies. It is coming to the end of summer. Can you believe it? It feels so fast. Um, I've already got some family that is back in school already. And um, we're coming up on getting back in school ourselves. And so it's just crazy. I still got lots to do to get all ready for that. So wishing you the best of luck getting that wrapped up and myself as well. Today, I want to talk about this is not forever. I remember feeling like this was going to be the rest of my life when I first started learning about the, you know, experiencing the struggles that my daughter was having and the struggles that I was having, um, kind of as a ripple effect of her challenges. And that I just, I, I felt like this is going to be the rest of my life, isn't it? Like we are always going to feel this way. We're always going to struggle with these things. We're always going to be here. And it wasn't necessarily just because that's what I was thinking, but it is the messaging that is often given to parents, to mothers, when doctors don't necessarily know what's going on with your daughter. And they just kind of go, yeah, this, you know, like we don't know what's going on. So essentially, this is just kind of be how it is because we don't know how to heal or help you or your child. And in my experience, that has not been the case. And the more moms that I talk to and coach with and interact with, I am learning that that is also the case for them, is that it does not stay the same. And as I've been thinking about it, I've kind of pinned down a couple of points that help that really make it easier to see that this isn't the case. Right now, if you've clicked on this and you're listening to this episode, you're probably in a moment where you do feel like this is going to be my life forever and there's no way out. And I just want you to hold tight with me, stay with me, and help me ex- and let me explain to you why this, in fact, is not the case. I want to offer you initially some thoughts that have really helped me to wrap my mind around the idea that this isn't forever and this is why. So I want you to think about the challenges that your child is facing, the things that are coming up, whether it is a regression of speech or potty training or behavioral issues that you might be having or violence or maybe it's something more more sudden or medical. Think about the struggles that they're having. And I want you to think about when you encounter these struggles, it's like having a new baby. It's like when your baby was first born, right? And perhaps these all happened at the same time for you. For me, they kind of happened a little bit further down the road. But think about when you're encountering these challenges, it's like you just had a new baby. There are so many, and your first baby, and there's so many hard 
challenges that happen, but I think a hard thing about them is that they're unknown. We don't know what's going on. We don't know what's going to happen. And not just us, but even the medical professionals that we're encountering don't know. So that unknown feels scary. It can feel permanent because it's, we just don't know. Will it change? Will it not? Well, we don't have evidence to support it. So we just kind of land in the space of this is going to be my forever moment. Another aspect that makes it feel like this is going to be forever is that everything, when we're encountering new challenges and we don't yet know how to handle them, we start trying to figure out what to do that would be helpful. So we do a lot of trial and error and we experience a lot of dead ends. So for example, with my daughter, it was, let's start her on, you know, she was not gaining weight. So let's start her on the super milk, right? Which was like heavy whipping cream and milk to help her gain weight. And then it was, okay, actually she's getting a lot of lung infections now. And it's like, oh, okay. So let's go check that out. Okay. She's got pneumonia. This is a problem. So we need to get that under wraps. And then we started to learn, oh wait, she's aspirating. And so it was just one issue after the other that we were trying to figure out what to do, that we would do one thing and we'd figure out, okay, that's not working. And so we try to do another thing. Okay, that's not working. And that's often how it is with a newborn when it's like, okay, we um, are nursing and there's issues. Oh, they have a tongue tie. We need to figure that out or we're not latching correctly. And so a lot of these issues that we experience with newborns, we also are experiencing with these new challenges that are either newborns or toddlers or even teenagers are experiencing. So if we can But what you see happens with the newborn phase is that you actually do solve problems through trial and error. You figure things out. You figure out how to nurse together. You figure out the sleeping schedule. You figure out the eating schedule. As you start to figure these things out, you start to see progress, but you also start to get the hang of it. You start to develop a new skill set and you start to be able to predict what will need to happen in order to avoid certain temper tantrums or certain um, sicknesses or what your child can and cannot have. And so in this way, just by understanding that encountering a the, the medical challenges or psychological challenges that your child may have is like having a newborn, that you will come out of this phase because you become more resilient and more knowledgeable and so does your child they become more skilled and so it does not last forever even just in this small way of thinking about it this moment this hard moment that you're experiencing is not forever and it will not go on forever because change is a part of life regardless of whether or not we like it change is a part of life. And there will be not only new improvements, but new challenges that come along with change. So it's not going to be forever. I mean, if you look at your own life, the likelihood that your life is going to be stagnant in this very hard moment forever is really, really low. So just hold on to that for a moment. Just hold on to knowing that this moment isn't forever. Take a deep breath and know that you can do this. You were designed to do this because not only are mothers of newborn children doing this and they're adapting and changing, but mothers, the mothers before you have learned how to deal with, cope with, help their children heal from the challenges that they've experienced. 
And so this is also true for you. So just hold on to that for a minute. And also know that there is a first time for everything. If your case is so, so unique, just realize that there are other people in the world that came before you that had challenges that had never been overcome before, ever. And they figured it out. They figured out how to do it. That even when you encounter something that is so new and so rare, there is something that can be done. We may not know what that is right now. You may not know what that is right now. But know that things that were deemed once before impossible are now not impossible because of what those women and those mothers before us did. And maybe that's you. And if it is, I want you to take courage in knowing that it's been done before, even though your case is unique and you will have to do something that's never been done before in your circumstance. Things that were once impossible are now possible because of people like you. So hold on to that. When you understand where you have control in your life and where you have control in your child's life, it becomes a lot easier to make pointed and intentional changes so that you can see that you do actually have control over this moment, that this moment is not forever and you do in fact have some control over what can and can and can be done and can be changed. And so here are three distinct areas in which I have found I don't have very much control. I have some influence and in areas I have a lot of control. Okay, so the first area is your child's challenges. This is their diagnosis, whether they're diagnosed or undiagnosed, their challenges, whether that's not being able to speak or speaking um intelligible or not intelligible uh, where it's not quite understandable whatever the word is for that (laughs) and then um you know where mom understands but nobody else understands um or perhaps it is a physical ailment where they um, are struggling to walk or move in certain ways or it's a coordination thing or a balance thing um you know or perhaps it is something more medical um, or maybe it's something internal or psychological think about their challenges. This is an area where we really have little control. And what I mean is that we cannot hop in and make our children speak, for example. Let's just use that as the example. We cannot make them speak. We cannot make them say the words. We can say the word and ask them to repeat it, but we cannot make them do it. So our control in this area is a lot less than other areas pretty much zero. Okay, that's the first area. When we understand that and can accept that, it's it's helpful to us to know, okay, I cannot make them do these things. Now, there's an area of control that you do have that can help facilitate or offer an opportunity for them to better deal with their challenges. And that area is your child's environment. So the second place that you have control is your child's environment. And when you control your child's environment, right, and you cannot control it 100%, there are some things outside of our control in that area, but we can control a lot of it when our children, for our children, when we're taking, as their caretakers, we can control a lot of it. And the environment can often um, either damage or heal, right, take away opportunities or offer opportunities to our children for their own healing or um, development. So for example, 
you can control who, so the kind of people that your children are around or what is in your child's environment. You can control their diet, their exercise, uh, their type of therapy that they get, what kinds of toxins that they are exposed to or are not exposed to. You can control the kind of support that they get and the equipment that they get. You can also control the opportunities that they have for healing, whether that be um, the kind of supplements or herbs or medications that they get. Um, You get to control that. You can control the doctors and the therapists that they work with. You can control the things that are inside of your home um, or the things that are not inside of your home. You can control all of these things. And all of these things contribute to either supporting your child's healing and development or taking away from it. You have a lot of control in that area and it influences your child greatly. All right, the third area that you have almost 100% control, the most control is what you think and how you feel. And why this matters is because how you think and how you feel and how you manage your thinking and feeling concerning not only yourself, but your child and their diagnosis influences, actually it really determines how you show up for them and how you show up for you. So for example, it influences the ideas that you come up with when you are faced with challenges. It really determines what you decide to do. So for example, if your child is struggling to speak and you feel determined to provide every opportunity for them to speak, you would probably be doing some research and testing. Let's say that you find out that struggling to speak is a symptom of chronic brain inflammation and toxic overload, which there is actually a strong correlation for. And let's say that you learn you can reduce brain inflammation and toxins through lifestyle diet and detoxing changes. You have control over what your child eats and what is in your home and is around your child. Because you are still choosing to function from the emotion of determination and your thinking determined thoughts about this situation, you actually end up making those diet changes, those lifestyle changes, cleaning out your home of toxins that might be contributing to the brain inflammation and toxic overload. When you do this, you have now provided your child with and your child's body with new opportunities for change and for healing. Okay, so the point here is that you have more power for change and influence for your child's life than you might think. And it all starts with how you are managing your own thinking and your own feeling. Right? Because you have the power to control your child's environment, a lot of power to control it, not 100%, but a lot, you then are able to offer them opportunities to heal and to improve and to develop in their own life. What this means is that the moment you're in right now is not forever. And you can do something about it right now. So reach out to me 
by the links below or DM me on Instagram. The links will be down there. And we can have a chat about managing your own thinking and feeling so that you can experience this kind of transformation in your life and offer this transformation for your child in their lives, just like I was able to do. I hope this was helpful to all of you. May you have a great end of your summer. And until next time, take care. Thank you.